hello, and welcome to episode 11 of Therapy Thoughts with Lindsay. And happy Halloween. Hey, Randy Cash. Over there. Over there. How's it going over there? It's going wonderful. You like my costume? I love your costume. My costume consists of cat ears. That's all I could get going on today for our recording. You're welcome. But I like them. They're kind of fun. Actually, they might be getting in the way of my headphones. I don't know. But they're soft and furry. I forgot it was Halloween. You forgot it was Halloween. How does one forget it's Halloween? Uh, I don't know. I just kind of (laughs) did. I take my hat off and be Lord Voldemort. Oh, my goodness. You're hilarious. Right. I don't do that joke anymore. You don't I, do but that I joke just anymore. did. You just did. That's right. In your in your stand up comedy career. I wouldn't call it a career. Well, but, uh, hobby, stand up comedy hobby. How's that? My pursuit. Your pursuit. Okay, comedy. there you go. That'll work. I've I've heard your Lord Voldemort uh, Voldemort thing before. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I love Halloween. It's my Me favorite too. holiday. I think. I don't know why. I've just always loved it. It's fall time. It's sort of like right before it gets super cold, which is kind of new because in Louisiana, growing up there, it was never super cold at Halloween. I can't tell you the number of years I would have a costume Mm -hmm. that would like have long sleeves or pants or something, and I would sweat to death because it was so freaking hot in Louisiana. Uh It gets gets pretty chilly here. It does. Mm -hmm. People love Halloween, I think, because you got to dress up as your favorite whatever when you were a kid and walk around and get free candy. (laughs) Well, also, yes. Who who wouldn't love that? As a kid, that's the best. Why I get to dress up as Batman and you're going to give me a bag full of candy? Okay, then. Okay, then. I'll do it. Um, You know what's interesting about, you know, like regional things? You know, we were talking last week about like different like, Mm -hmm. what are they, colloquialisms or like slang language or whatever. Nice. Um, I know, right? I have some words. I pull them out every now and then. That's my big Um, one, too. (laughs) That's a what? Colloquialism is my big word, too. You like that word? I love it. Um, What's interesting about the St. Louis area is people or kids, at least, when they come by to get candy, they tell you a joke. Yeah. That was like a whole new thing when I first moved here. It kind of threw me off. I'm like, what is going on? Why are these kids telling me jokes? I don't understand. And then somebody had to explain it to me. They were like, no, no, no. That's like Trick a thing. or treat. Yeah. Did they say that in Louisiana? Trick yeah. or treat? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. They would say trick or treat, yeah. Give me something good to eat. (laughs) I learned that when I was a kid, yeah. Um, But it was just a new thing. So it kind of got me wondering, like, I wonder if there are other places, like, geographically in the country Mm -hmm. where people also, you know, they they trick or treat, but they tell you a joke. It's kind of cute. Some of the jokes are funny, and the kids are adorable when they're saying them. It's just kind of funny. This will be good for you. Uh Uh-oh. You'll enjoy it. Imagine daughter number two about... uh, I don't know, five-ish. <laughs> okay, all Little right. Little cute daughter number two yeah. with that hair and oh, all. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. Cute and five-ish. Uh-huh. Okay. Cute and five-ish. She comes up to me and she was like, Dad, I need a joke for Halloween. Okay. Like, Dude, I don't know any jokes you can tell. Let me think about it. And right. This is the first joke that I remember making up <laughs> okay. myself. And so I gave her this joke. Um, what does the Jefferson County owl say? Oh, <laughs> How do I know that it's going to tie Say in? Say it. What? Who? Who Hoosier. <laughs> 
Oh my goodness! Did she use that? Yes, yeah, she used it, and all the Webster Grove parents loved it, they and they it gave hilarious. her candy, and they gave that me so beer, fun. and it was great. And they gave you beer. Yeah, that's <laughs> no, how. Do I... they do that in Louisiana? Because sometimes in the suburbs, yeah. the parents will roll around with the kids with yeah. a wagon of beer, and the parents just walk oh, around awesome. and drink beer while the kids are getting candy. That's hilarious! So like Literally. adult trick or treating yeah. versus. Oh, that's funny. No, I, you know, in the neighborhood where I live now, um, it, there's kind of been some years where there's lots of kids that come through, and some years where there's not so many. A um, couple years ago, we like did a whole big bonfire out front, and there mm-hmm. was probably like 12 adults like all huddled around the bonfire. When the right. kids would come through, we would all just kind of like take turns giving candy. It was kind of fun. Nice. And pretty much every one of them stopped and told a joke. So I don't know, wherever you're listening from, I would love to know, like, is, is there a certain special thing that happens in your area or do, do people just trick or treat? Like, is the whole joke thing just a St. Louisism? I don't know. I thought it was that way everywhere, but yeah. I've only trick-or-treated in St. Right. Louis. Right. So. Yeah, it is not that way everywhere, but um, I, I, it has to happen somewhere else. you got to think that there's another place where that occurs, but yeah. who knows? I always hated that as a kid. Like, man, why do I got to entertain you? Give me the damn candy so I can get on my way. I'm on a schedule here, dude. My <laughs> mom said i got to be home by nine. did not want to give a joke. Well, yeah, I, I had to be home by nine, dude. I had oh, a lot okay. of houses to cover. Had a lot, lot of territory. A lot of territory. You got to make the most of your time. That's right. And that's back in the day when I was trick or treating. Back in the oldie times. Oh boy, that's. There was this. I remember this time in St. Louis when I was a little kid. They were this. There was a scare about people putting things in the candy, like razor blades and pins and things. Oh yeah. And they had this thing you could bring your candy to the hospital, and they would X-ray your candy to see if there was any. Oh my goodness! But aren't you just freaking? Putting chemical or whatever the they yeah. put that lead vest on you when you go to the dentist and get an X ray, but we're going to shoot your candy with this X ray sure machine. It's fine. Yeah, no, I'm sure that- it's fine. Too. <laughs> that is interesting. It made no um, sense to me, even right? as a little kid. I was it didn't like, make Dude, sense to you. It made no sense to me. I was like, yeah. aren't you going to shoot whatever those X ray things are through into the candy? the candy? So I'm not going to eat a razor blade, but yeah. I'm going to eat the X rays. I don't know. I wonder if it actually like stays in the candy. That is a question that is like above my pay grade. So I don't know. I ate it. Yeah. So maybe that explains some things. <laughs> it all makes sense now. Mm, um, x-ray candy. Yeah. yeah well, you know what the other reason I like this time of year? So in like my practice, right, I've always sort of had these themes that kind of guide throughout the year. And so around this time, I get people to start thinking about what I call the three R's. And I don't know if somebody else has also used these. This is just how I kind of categorize it, right? This time of year, we're right around two months from the end of the year. We're in the process of being able to kind of look back and reflect on where we have come this year. Like, what have we done these, you know, last 10 months? Where did we start off the year? What were we thinking we were going to accomplish? What goals did we set for ourselves? What was our sort of, what we were hoping for in terms of an outcome? Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's the reflection part. Then we have a chance to kind of go, okay, the, the, you know, the leaves are changing, the seasons are changing, we're getting to see, like, how the trees are so beautiful and letting go of all their mm-hmm. leaves and all of this kind of as a way to recharge ourselves to say, okay, if we are to recharge, what would that look like? And that's why I'm such a big stickler about the whole like self-care thing, mm-hmm. because that's how we recharge ourselves. So no matter how far it is that you've gotten off of your goals, whatever they may have been, it is okay to reflect back, take note of it, be aware of it. Spend some time recharging a bit and then ask yourself, how do I want to reset? 
What does that look like for me? Reset for the last two months of the year, reset for in preparation for next year, and all the while giving yourself permission to look at all of the progress you've made, not focusing on an ideal of perfection, and letting yourself have some of that compassion that I'm talking about all the time. Mm-hmm. Do you do anything like this? Maybe we should have you do this, Mr. Cash. I do. I do. Do things for myself, I guess, okay. if, uh, to, I don't want to say make myself feel better because I'm pretty happy yeah. normally, generally. So maybe there are some things that, uh, about my life, I'm trying to improve on mm-hmm. some things that I definitely, uh, reflect upon quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't know, man, what I'm trying to say. I try to just, all in thought over there. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I, I I had to stop myself because I got going down some roads about some things I don't want to get into publicly. Oh, sure. Okay. So, uh, That's fair. I had to kind of change course there. <laughs> uh, and I was thinking on the fly, what else, what else, what else? Like every day before I go here, I, maybe this is what it would work. Every day before I go to work, man, I give myself an hour every day before okay. I leave. When I get up, the first hour is mine to do. Oh, I like it. Just I play a couple games of solitaire, I have some coffee, and mm-hmm. I just kind of so wake up and just... So that could be your recharge just, time. Yeah, and because I, I, to prepare me from leaving the sanctuary of my home and getting out into that crazy-ass world. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I, I give myself the, the first hour of every day, I, I do that for myself okay. just to kind of... Like I said, it also helps me to wake up, but mm-hmm. it, it really helps me throughout the day to be a lot more not only like uh focused and stuff because i'm a little more awake when i leave i don't just wake up five minutes and run out the door but Mm -hmm. i feel like i'm more prepared for the day i feel like i'm in a better mood i'm more Mm -hmm. positive and uh yeah it seems you may not realize that that is self-care you might realize it i don't know but that is what that is i'm hanging out with you but while i'm doing it i don't i don't think of it i'm doing self-care i'm just like "Eh, well no this is what makes my day better. So sure. I, I function better with this first hour being the way that it is. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's sort of what I mean. You know, it's like it's giving yourself a chance to say, okay, mm-hmm. so even if it's that I'm not at all where I want to be yet. See, notice how I right. said yet. It's not about saying I'm not where I want to be, therefore I give up. And I think that's what a lot of people tend to do is that they set a goal, especially like let's go let's kind of talk about the concept of like new year's resolutions right Mm -hmm. a lot of people make new year's resolutions and by the first week of january they've kind of abandoned that whole process so i tend to be more of a let's have some themes or some guiding principles or some ideas of kind of generality of what we want to accomplish through the year because first of all It's a lot less restrictive, and there's also some room there for you to grow and develop and change as you go. Because Mm -hmm. let's say that you wake up on January 1 and you go, I'm going to write a novel this year. And by the end of January week 1, you're going, maybe I don't like to write. Okay, so Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that you're a bad person. It doesn't mean that you've somehow failed. It just means that you have learned something about yourself, and maybe writing a novel is not your thing right now. It might be in the future. Maybe it's something you really do want to aspire to get better at. But if you set a goal that says, I'm going to write every mm-hmm. day of this year and I'm going to write a novel by the end of it, that's a lot of pressure to put Dude, on yourself. Is. I can tell you just from being a comedian, phew, boy, there are guys and girls that say, I write, you know, 
an hour every day, three pages every day. So I'm like, there ain't no way I can do that. I mean, mm-hmm. I think of it in my head. I, right. But there's, I, I, wow, I don't have, I guess I could use my hour in the morning for that, but that's mine. I need that right. damn hour. And I would and say that the I self-care needs sometimes. to be not work-related, honestly. Yeah, and I, yeah. I do write in that time period once in a while something really i think is really good comes along i'll I'll jump on it but i think the new year's resolution things are just temporary superficial Mm -hmm. satisfactions that may you know Mm -hmm. like a i don't know a really 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 tiny band-aid on a really big cut yeah kind of sort of and i think that's the reason that rather than waiting until january 1 to set a resolution that you may or may not stick with I have sort of adopted this method of having people around, you know, mid-fall time start asking themselves, okay, let's reflect. Where have we come so far this year? What have we done? Let's work on the recharge. And then let's work on resetting as a way to prepare Mm -hmm. for what is to come. Or we could reset ourselves. Like, let's say that you thought you were going to write a novel. You get to the middle of October and realize that after the second week of January, you've written nothing. Mm. Maybe you decide, you know, I wasn't in the right mental place to write back in January. But, you know, I'd really like to kind of get on that bandwagon. So I'm going to I'm going to go back to it. But rather than holding myself to a standard that says I must write 10 pages a day or else, maybe you just start writing and you see what develops. It's sort of a, a less restrictive way, I feel like, to give yourself some of that compassion where you're not just focused on the outcome. I don't know. Yeah, makes sense. I read a really interesting book recently called Finish, and it looks at this idea that, okay, so I'll ask you, Randy. I think in the book it talks about this at the very beginning. Let's say someone signs up for like a 30-day diet plan or workout plan. How many people are, what do you think the majority of people quit? Like at what point? Man, I would say they probably make it halfway through. Not even. That's what's crazy. The majority of participants stop after day two. And here's why. Because they start off on day one with this idea of a perfectionistic mindset that says, I am going to do this every day without fail. There will be no, you know, nothing but the best, right? And then let's say that day one, they eat a really good breakfast and a really good lunch, and then they have Oreos for dinner. Instead of recognizing that they have the ability to get up the next day and start again, Mm -hmm. they see it as a failure and a sort of, well, might as well just have donuts for breakfast because I had Oreos for dinner. Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of making fun a little bit of the whole process. I'm not saying that it's always that simple and cut and dried, but sometimes it is, Mm -hmm. you know. And so then what happens is that they completely give up on the process rather than recognizing Well, you know, day one, I had a good breakfast and a good lunch, so maybe I fell off the wagon a bit for dinner. Can't I get up on day two and start again? People wake up on day two and say, man, this is hard. Yes. I love donuts. (laughs) I totally feel you, man. I I'm going to break down the fourth wall here. We got uh, somebody going on a candy run for right. us right yeah, now, yeah. apparently. I know, right? And I was just thinking, where's the candy lady? We're talking about candy. <laughs> but, um, oh, damn, I lost my train of thought. Uh, damn it, I lost where I was going with this. You're all right. It'll come back. Yeah, no, so anyways, the whole idea, though, is that, and, and I loved this book for talking about the concept that If you want to, you are always able to restart without feeling guilty for or letting yesterday be a reason to not live your best Mm -hmm. life today. But so often we get in that whole mindset loop 
where we're just kind of negatively reflecting back on what has happened or what we Mm -hmm. haven't done the quote unquote way we think we should have. And then rather than giving ourselves some compassion and some grace, we're very hard on ourselves Mm -hmm. and we tend to sort of stand in our own way. So when I talk about that whole concept of we are never as stuck as we think we are, generally what I'm meaning is that our mindset gets in our way Mm -hmm. and it keeps us stuck or we're battling against it rather than trying to kind of join with it and go with the flow. Yes. Letting things develop, right? It, okay, I remember what I was saying now. Uh-huh. I eat pretty well, actually. Yeah, you do. As comparative to most Americans, but I eat a lot of junk. Mm-hmm. I, I eat frozen pizza. I love pizza. I eat pizza a lot. I eat candy almost mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to eat donuts every day. Right. They're delicious, but it's hard. Sometimes yeah. to 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 like, dude. I'm a quick trip, and that oh, that thing looks great. I really, I'm gonna get it. And I, but I like, no, dude, don't. It it took yeah. a while for me to get to that because I'm very impulsive. Yeah, and uh, those impulse buys right at the checkout mm-hmm. sometimes, and those donuts and candy bars, they really get me. But it's hard work, mm-hmm. and um, I think once you kind of get going down that road, like you say, and just keep. Going, don't yeah. give up. Start again. Keep going, because you know what I do sometimes, man. I walk through Quick Trip and I see that chocolate donut with all that gooey, icy oh my deliciousness on it, and yeah. I break and I get one, dude. Yeah. But you know what? It's but fine. then, do you let that completely no. wreck the rest of your week, or do you let that be okay? Well, I had a donut for this meal, so now I'm no. going to have a donut every day for the rest of the week. No. Even if you were to say yes to that, it still doesn't mean you couldn't wake up on day eight or nine or ten or fifteen and and decide to do something differently. We really are one choice away from a very, very different outcome, but we have to give ourselves some permission to grow. I read a quote recently that said, if you've ever thought about how hard it is to change yourself, maybe that would get you to quit trying to change other people Mm -hmm. because it is an incredibly (laughs) hard thing to change yourself, not to mention how difficult it is to then try and change someone else. I mean, that is tough to do. So... It's this whole process, you know, of saying, how can we give ourselves that permission to reflect, recharge, and reset with the mindset that says we're not going to be as restrictive with ourselves. We're not going to be as hard on ourselves. We're going to give ourselves some of that compassion. We're going to let ourselves grow, and we are going to focus on the progress. So if all you've done is walk away from the donut once, Mm -hmm. why can't we recognize that? Why can't we give you credit for that? Because you've proven that you can do it. Mm -hmm. So now we just have to learn how to repeat that same process. So what's interesting in this book, Finish, is that he says, you know, a lot of people think that the opposite of like being uh, perfect is being a failure. What's really Mm -hmm. interesting about the way he looks at it is that what's the opposite of perfection is being finished or being complete with something. So you don't look at it through the lens that says, if Mm -hmm. I'm not perfect, I'm a failure. Rather, if I'm not perfect, maybe I have given myself permission to do it my own way or permission to get there no matter how long it takes. I worked with someone a number of years ago. I think it took them almost 12 years to get their undergraduate degree. And there was a lot of internal negative self-talk of just, Mm -hmm. you know, can you believe it's taken me this long? I am so stupid. You know, just a lot of negative thought processes. And what was really part of our work was trying to reset that to say, 
Well, maybe it's because you're trying to raise four kids by yourself while working a full-time job. Can we give you any credit for any of the hard work that you've done without just focusing on the negative outcome that you aren't happy with yet? Because when she got that degree at the end of that 12-year period, she was really proud of herself. But I wonder, had she not worked to change that mindset, would she have discounted even finishing it as a worthwhile endeavor because it was so long in her mind hopefully when she got her degree she looked back on it and was proud of herself like you said and yeah. acknowledged all of the hard work that she put in over those years and how hard so. it was and for her hopefully that's yeah. more gratifying for her Absolutely. I mean, when we reframe our mindset and we start to look at what is versus what isn't, it can be a very powerful experience Mm -hmm. and it can really start to change the neuropathways and the way that kind of the the flow of our brain works. And it allows us to just sort of not be so at odds with ourselves. Actually, so, okay, so today's Halloween. Tomorrow kicks off the first day of November. And so I'm bringing another challenge back. And this one is going to be a month, well, 28 days, because I believe um, Thanksgiving is like the 28th of November. Mm. It's going to be 28 days of gratitude. Oh, nice. And so I don't know if you know much about the whole concept of the gratitude mindset and what that looks like, but essentially what gratitude does is it, it changes the way that we view the world around us. It changes how we sort of process things. So an example might be that you're having the worst day that you can imagine, but you take five minutes to just reflect and to just mm-hmm. think to yourself, well, what am I grateful for in my life? Now, sometimes it might be things like I'm grateful I woke up or I'm grateful I have food to eat. And I'm not saying that that is a wrong way to be grateful, but I'm actually asking you to go a step deeper. So every day in my my Insta stories, I'm going to have some prompt or some some input around this whole concept of, you know, what would it be like to be grateful for different aspects of your life and to really practice gratitude as a daily thing so that you start to change your inner cognition from going down that negative path to staying more on the positive side of things, or at least allowing yourself to see the positive in spite of the negative. And it does take work. It really mm-hmm. does. But I think you know this by now that I will never ask people to do things that I have not done and practiced myself. And gratitude and the practice of gratitude has actually been very life-changing for me because I really do struggle with this whole perfectionistic thing. I used to hold myself. That's why I didn't get the podcast started, mm-hmm. you know, until the last, well, episode 11 today. But, you know, it, it took me damn near a year to actually get it going because I was holding myself to a perfectionistic standard rather than letting myself just start. I don't think there's anything, uh, there's no such thing as perfection. I know. It's just not there. I'll tell you this little quick story, if I may. Okay, tell me. You're going to love it. Okay. Uh, Daughter number three was home uh, last week from school doing some laundry and hanging out with, having some frozen pizza with her old man and (laughs) stuff. And she says to me, Dad, I want you to know that I really appreciate you. I'm like, Aww. oh, sweet, that's great, thanks. Because I normally, I hate when people say, I told you, I hate when people say, I appreciate you, because I don't think that's what, really what they mean to say. What they mean to say is, I appreciate what you've done for me. But I know you mean what you say when you yeah. say that. And I, you use the term the way, correctly as I see it correctly. Sure. Um, but she said, yes, I'm trying to let anybody know that, you know, I appreciate them or they do something nice for me, I'm trying to. Uh, show my gratitude. 
I love Isn't that it. Kind of fun? There you go. Like, See, it it's together. all in the same thing. Because I'm a I, great, awesome dad, the you, best. You, <laughs> you are. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's it's one of those things that I thought, okay, it's the month of Thanksgiving. It's a holiday that a lot of people love to celebrate. I know not everybody celebrates it, but mm-hmm. you know you can still play along and get on this bandwagon if you want to. But the idea is, at the very minimum, I want you to be able to reflect back on one to three things that you're grateful for every day in your life. Yes, I'm going to have some prompts and some things to make you think. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, that's going to be the key to the whole thing is how can we start to change our mindset so that we do start to recognize what the areas are of our life that we are grateful for? And are there things that we can just kind of give some gratitude for every single mm-hmm. day? After doing that for 28 days, I would be shocked if someone does not feel at least some elevation or sort of less at odds feelings with themselves. So this is going to be a a thing we're trying. We're going to call it the gratitude challenge. So I hope you will join me. Like we say, it's easy to get sucked into the uh, negativity. But once you can kind of get out of it, once you can get yourself going into a better place, you can maintain and keep going. I have been on, this is going to sound hokey and corny but it's the absolute truth i have been and will always be i am on this quest in my life for enlightenment okay. i want to be like the Ooh, like old it. kung fu master up right? on top of the mountain with the long white beard and the inside out horseshoe uh-huh. mohawk long hair oh boy you know, like that yeah that's what you want to be i want be the i'm trying one. to okay. achieve enlightenment it, i like I, it it's an everyday thing but i make an i have for oh my goodness man 30 years or so oh, wow. have consciously been on this quest I like probably it. a little longer but it i've been it's easier when i get, go on it you know mm-hmm. the every day the next day this it's good. easier yeah. and it's you easier build, right i'm building and it like oh. my state of mind is better uh i'm in a better mood i'm happier yes. i'm more productive um i've i'm learning to Stay away from things that are not the best influences for Good. me, you know, and things. And okay, I still slept. I mean, the, but to me, here, let's tie this all up with a nice little bow. Oh boy, make the first step, keep trying, and it's mm-hmm. okay to eat a donut once in a while, <laughs> right? And be grateful for it, and be grateful right. for that one donut. Um, no, so okay, so are you going to join me on this this thirty day challenge or twenty eight day challenge? I'm gonna do my very best. I like it. All right, I so, wanna. Okay. I really want I want to. You want to. Want All right. To. I'm going to check in with you next week to Please see how do. it's going. But um, yeah, so if you want to join me, you're listening. All you got to do is at the very minimum, I want you to reflect at some point during your day about one to three things that you are grateful for in your life. It could be about your home life, your work life, your kids, yourself. I'm not going to be so specific about what it needs to be. I will offer some additional prompts if you follow me on my social media stuff. I'll tell you how to follow me in a minute. But first, Mr. Cash. If people want to follow you and your enlightened self, how can yeah. they do that? At our cash comedy on Instagram. Okay, that's kind of where you find him, and he posts stuff, and it just kind of goes everywhere. You can find me if you want to just go to my website. I've got lots of information about all of these things. It's where my blog is posted. It's where past episodes of the show can be found. It's lindsaywalden.com. If you want to follow me on social media things, on Instagram, which is where I'm going to do the daily gratitude prompting in my stories, I'm Walden underscore Lindsay. On Facebook, you can follow my public page. It's at Lindsay Walden Consulting. You can also follow my Facebook wall at Lindsay Walden Therapy, and I ask you to follow both of those because I post a variety of things on both. Um, 
Pinterest is at Therapy Thoughts, and then you can find us all over iTunes for current and past episodes of the show. And I'm really liking this kind of challenge. I'm excited. So, okay, gratitude challenge starts tomorrow. I hope everybody has a happy Halloween, and we will be back next week.